Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovich. What's up everybody and welcome back to a very special episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Why is it a special episode? Because, drumroll please... We are turning 30, 30 episodes old today. Maybe I should have done the drum roll on my chest as I was talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are so, so excited to have you with us for uh, an incredible episode. We have a very special guest coming up for our interview later this episode that Alex and I will dive into in a little bit. But before we get there, let's make sure that we're staying up to date with each other. We would love to hear from you if you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, anything at all. If you want to say hi, if you want to give a shout out, um, if you just want to practice typing, I don't know, hit us up at our email at insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure that we're following each other on social media. We are on Instagram at insidedancepodcast. Feel free to write us there, message us, slide into our DMs. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow our friends, our partners at Inside Dance Magazine. You can find them on Instagram at insidedancemag. This week, our call to action will be the Debbie Allen Dance Academy. The Debbie Allen Dance Academy is a 501c3 nonprofit that offers a comprehensive dance curriculum to students ages four and up. The founding principles of the Debbie Allen Dance Academy are based on the belief that arts education defines discipline, creativity, and self-confidence. The Debbie Allen Dance Academy offers a multitude of dance programs, including both youth and adult classes, virtual classes, intensive training programs, and even plans for the Debbie Allen Middle School for the Arts. Most recently, you may have seen Debbie Allen in the Netflix special Dance Dreams, Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. This film, currently on the top most watched shows on Netflix, documents the casting, creation, rehearsals, and behind-the-scenes work that go into Debbie Allen's fresh and diverse take on the traditional Nutcracker ballet. This visibility to a diverse and non-traditional Nutcracker is essential to continue to inspire future generations of all shapes, sizes, colors, backgrounds, and dance disciplines. To donate, you can visit www.debbieallendanceacademy.com slash donate. We will have this link listed below in our description. All right. We are rounding out another month. I cannot believe. I feel like every episode, Alex, I'm like, I can't believe how far we are. But it's the truth. Like, isn't it crazy? We're over halfway through 2021. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting, though, because I do. It's going by so fast. But then I look back on the past couple of months and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've accomplished quite a bit. Like, and like, there's still a lot to speak for it, even though I know we're flying through it. I'm like, oh wow, there's things are still happening. We're just kind of, we're conditioned as dancers and performers to just kind of like move on quickly and to move on to the next thing. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I always look back like in my calendar because I'm old school. I don't do the cloud. I don't trust the cloud. So I write everything <laughs> down pen and paper. Um, and I'm like, wow, like grateful for work and busy. But then I'm like, how are we already to July? And I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, we did all that. We, we did things, but. Um, I have an amazing planner that does quarterly reflections. So. Oh, um, she's in depth. <laughs> I know. So every, every three months it gives me like, oh, what did you accomplish this past month? What are you ready to do next month? All those things. So uh, my next one's coming up so I can tell, like I turn the page on June and it's getting to like July 1st and it says, Quarterly review, personal, career, financial, the big ideas. That is so smart. Yeah, it's great. Growth opportunities. And it's really nice. And um, 
I treat everything in my life like they are the boss from Devil Wears Prada, uh, Street, <laughs> including my planner. So I feel like my planner has the identity of her. So I'm like, if I don't fill this out, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the planner is judging you. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, um, I know what I'm excited to talk about, and I think it's the same thing you're excited to talk about, and that is Alex and I both got a very exciting package in the mail from our sponsors over at Inside Dance Magazine, and that is a bunch of magazines with us on it, <laughs> as narcissistic <laughs> as that sounds. No, guys, we are so, so excited. Hopefully, some of you out there, um, you subscribe to the magazine, um, or you've been able to check it out online or on social media on their website, but we are so excited to finally have in our hands our cover story and our our cover issue for Inside Dance Mag. So Alex, what was your first thought? Like when you're like, hey, I'm opening up a package and it's my face on a magazine. Oh, it's so cool. Well, first, we both just want to say thank you so much to Inside Dance Magazine for giving us the platform and the opportunity. We are so, so thankful. Mm -hmm. um, I also, <laughs> there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into planning the outfit. <laughs> Alex is... Alex takes her photo shoot wardrobe very seriously, which I love because, again, as you know from our personalities, I'm like day of. I'm like, hmm, what should I wear? And Alex is like, the photo shoot's in three months. I have everything planned. I know. <laughs> and I, so I, a special shout out to my sister, Stephanie Yankovic, for helping us style everything because we were like flipping through Taylor's Instagram and like going through your clothes on your Instagram. Being like, you were okay, stalking like, me. Thank this, you. We were like, okay, so this, I'll tell him to bring like this shirt and things like this. Literally, you were like, bring yeah. the black stripe shirt. Yeah, my, my sister is like has such a great eye for fashion but i was in new york the weekend that the weekend before we were That's shooting right. this. and so i was like stephanie perfect i'll be able to raid your closet and i was a monster to her you're like changing. you were devil wears prada i was i was being such a brat and she was being so nice she was like okay it's okay i just like nothing looks good on me nothing looks like the way on on me that it does on you and like i was being a, just a monster so i'm really what well, my first thought when i saw the cover was like wow this turned out really good and the blood sweat and tears and me being the little sister brat was worth it because we both look so awesome and just again special shout out to my sister as well as brianna Bowie who helped us with our poses and our ideas and Sam Benson for doing our makeup mm -hmm. and the amazing T2 um, who did the photography, who is just so incredible. So, I mean, it takes a village like, yes, we got to be, you know, on the cover, but it also took all of these other people to I make know. it happen and make us look, make our calves and our faces look I was amazing. about to say, most famous left calf in all of dance publications right now, Alex <laughs> Yankovic. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more, Alex. Thank you to everyone that helped us out um, in orchestrating what I think was a super successful shoot, and I'm so proud looking back at those photos. So, um, yay, congrats to us. While we're on this topic, though, of photo shoots, let's, uh, let's chit-chat a little bit. I know we have... Uh, in our upcoming episodes, uh, an interview with a major dance photographer that we are so excited to share with you guys. But um, let's talk about photo shoots because I know you said it turns you into a monster. I get a little bit stressed out as well, but like, what's what's your process? Like when you, or let me start with what I hate the most and that's dance shoots. Sorry, I love <laughs> dance, but I hate dance shoots. Who We were just, um, oh, talking with our guest about how amazing his photos are, but then, you know, it's like the angle of the light and like, is your left toe pointed the right without shadow? that yeah so I always get so stressed out about dance photo shoots but like what's your secret what's your recipe when it comes to sh doing any shoot whether it's dance fashion editorial 
uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but it's insensitive. So I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so I prefer, I prefer dance shoots and I prefer like silhouette lighting and dark lighting and mood lighting and mm-hmm. not my whole face, which is why I get so stressed out to be in a studio with bright lights because I'm like, <laughs> I can't hide. I can't hide behind anything. I can't hide behind the dark shadows and everything. So um, I think that's why the stress comes out when we're doing headshots or anything that's like that. But I guess mm-hmm. process process wise, I definitely warm up a little bit. Like I got to shake it out. I got to do some jumping jacks. I got to do some pushups and, and all of that. But the process, I definitely watch a little bit more of what I eat and I make sure my face is feeling, you know, blemish free or as blemish free <laughs> as possible, but I ice my face. Okay. Interesting. I know. So I take, I take an ice cube and I rub an ice cube all over my face and my jawline and my eyes and tightens your pores. I'm sure. Yeah. And it, um, I have a really, my face swells a lot. I know it sounds like so weird. No, like, this is true. Cause yeah. here's the thing is I bet you someone listening is like, wow, what do I do for my first dance photo shoot? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, ice your face. <laughs> I watched so much America's Next Top Model and it, <laughs> growing up and still to this day I watch it it's so good and Tyra Banks would always say you know you have to come to the shoot so they can do as like little editing as possible because mm-hmm. it, co- it costs so much money to photoshop and do all of these extra things so you try to come you know as prepared as possible but no matter what no matter what shoot I'm doing dark lighting shadows or headshots I ice my face for a good moment and I hold ice cubes over my eyes to get the swelling in my eyes out <laughs> Yeah, it's true. No really? pro what tip. You, it's like that balloon. Well, you actually you bring up a good point I want to talk about, and that is the importance of posing. And God, yeah. I know I talk about imposter syndrome all the time, but like I remember it's like there's this stigma that's like, oh, you're a model and you're fashion and you're glamour and you're tiger. And you're like, your first time when you do that, you're like, I feel stupid. You know, yes. so it's finding comfort in uh, knowing that if you're not used to doing many photo shoots, you're not going to be perfect the first time. And you're going to be like, so wow, true. I thought that angle was good. Or wow, I make the exact same face in every photo. And so like having the comfort and the experience to know, like, I'm going to do a serious face. I'm going to clench my jaw. I'm going to relax. I'm going to look at my eye or like, I'm going to take my eyes down to the diagonal. Like little minute things that make such a difference difference. on, on film. And, um, so I'm so grateful, uh, that you mentioned, of course, our friend, Brianna Bowie, who came in to help us with our posing. Cause that is so, so important. Like the amount of times, the amount of photos that we had where it was like, Taylor, drop your shoulder one inch, Alex, turn your chin slightly. It's like those little things that you think you're being so fierce in your head. And then you look at it and you're like, well, if anybody told me I had a wispy in my, you know, face, I would have fixed that and loved the shot. So, um, yeah, I guess my, my stress comes in posing. Um, so just getting comfortable kind of finding those angles and knowing not everyone's going to be a winner, but also nobody, even the photographer, if you communicate with them, which another huge thing, communicate with your photographer, what do you want out of this shoot? What do they want out of this shoot? Um, and knowing, do they want to collaborate? Do they want to, you know, I'm, I'm sure we've both worked with the photographers. Some are just like, click, 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 click. And you have like 3000 photos to choose from. And then I've worked with some, and I have to say T2 is one of them where he's like, pose, click, got it, move on, click, got it. So it's like, uh, it makes my process as someone going through the photos, much more efficient because I only have 300 instead of 3000, but, um, but yeah, having that, that I would say my biggest tip for any kind of photo shoot is having that communication with your photographer, um, and having that trust sidebar, I will say, I think photography is the most 
important and class footage, the most important things that we can have in our tool belt as dancers. Because <laughs> how many times do we make posts for our class and we need, yeah. you know, you do this, that, and the other. So definitely getting a, a surplus of content to use. But with that, I will say, there's a lot of shady photographers, just like there's a lot of shady any profession. I'm not just pinpointing the photography I've industry. I've some horrible, horrible yeah. ones. And it's unfortunate because we as dancers kind of had that mentality of like, oh, sure, this is something that's going to benefit me. And so you're willing to kind of be like, I don't know. Okay, yeah. But it's like you have to stand up for yourself. Know that yes. you need to know, set boundaries, know when to say no. Everybody loves to shoot dancers because we, yeah. more so than other people, tend to feel comfortable and confident moving our bodies and putting ourselves and positioning um and then of course they're like kick your face do a toe touch and that's the part where i'm like oh god i'm getting too old for this but um but just knowing that it is a trust that you have to develop with someone and there's even i'm I'm sure we've both worked with photographers that we've either met through social media or met um through some sort of networking platform where i'm like i don't know who you are and i'm going to a location for you to take photos with me right so and luckily i think for both of us more often than not it's turned out to be fine and it's it's there it's great people but um that's just my advice my red flag to anybody especially you know as a male figure i get protective of my female younger students and so just be safe take care of yourself and know that bring a buddy bring someone to help you with posing and then you got someone there if if things get weird you're out of there um i want to ask you what is your uh that's honestly such good advice what's your go-to um photo shoot music that makes you feel the moment. Cause I feel like music really helps bring things out of people. What's yours? I love, I mean, we know it's no secret. I'm a big EDM fan. So love me some deep house, love me tropical house or like, um, upbeat eighties pointer sisters, like, Ooh, fun. Uh, but like, definitely I'm not good at like runway fashion music. Ooh, sexy. I'm like, I feel silly. So what about you? Um, Tovlo. Always. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, She's a vibe. She's yeah. a mood. And you're like, maybe I am a model. <laughs> Every time I have a photo shoot, uh, it's so fun. Whenever I shoot with uh, my friend Owen, Owen Scarlett, I'm like, flow. I just always actually like, yeah, every, every photo shoot I do, I, I mainly try to request her. Um, I was also going to say, I just had the lady who, the woman who just did my headshots. She's so incredible. Um, Lindsay Rosenberg. Yeah. So I've was, seen her work. I, yeah. She's great. And my agents, um, we're like, you, you have to go to her, <laughs> and, um, yeah. but, she, but she's the most incredible person. And, um, it's so funny. Cause I, I kind of approach the situation. I'm like, just tell me if I'm doing anything wrong. Like I always put mm-hmm. that like pr- protection up where I'm like, I'd rather just say right now, like I'm comfortable with you telling me that like I'm doing things wrong. Like tell me when I don't look good because I will be yeah. so upset. And her open communication was like, no, I, like you guys are paying for this service. Like this is a te- like a mutual team thing. Like I want them to look amazing and I want you to feel amazing about yeah. them because like, it's a two way street. Like if you don't feel good about them, you're not going to recommend me to other people, but also yeah. like she knew exactly what looked good on me and what I was going for, which was so wonderful. So that's also something to look for. Uh, if you guys are shopping for photographers out there, that's a big thing is, mm-hmm. is direction. That, and exactly like you said, a, a photographer just taking 3000 photos, but also knowing the, uh, the other side of like, okay, I'm going to take a few photos and like, I'm going to know they're going to look awesome rather than I'm just taking them to get them done and not caring about what they look like. But yeah, this is, oh my gosh, these are all such such great things and it's actually super, super important. Um, but yeah, 
Well, and relevant. I think this is a perfect oh, transition yeah. into our fantastic guest interview this week to celebrate our 30th episode. Alex and I are so stoked to bring on this month's, this season's cover feature, Brandon O'Neill. So stick around for his interview. Alex, do you want to tell us just a little bit about Brandon and what they have to look forward to? Yes, we are so excited to have Brandon O'Neill on the podcast today. You guys are going to absolutely be obsessed with his interview and be just so inspired by everything he has to say. He has been training under Debbie Allen since he was 15 years old. He appeared on That's So Raven, Everybody Hates Chris, Broad City. He was a dancer in La La Land, Key and Peel, Fame, just an extensive, extensive film and television resume. He also had an incredible Broadway career with The Lion King and Wicked. We are so excited for you guys to hear all the amazing things he has to say. So let's get to it. Guys, please join me in welcoming our fantastic guest this week. We are so thrilled to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Brandon O'Neill. Hi, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing man. great. <laughs> yeah, we're so happy to have you on um, to pick your brain, to hear your story, to brag on you a little bit. Um, and we oh, definitely... Man. Of course, want to talk about um, your amazing cover um, oh, on so Inside good. Dance Magazine. No, it, you look incredible. So I love it. I love it. Yay. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Um, if you could just start off by letting us know, we'll take it from the top, um, where you're from and kind of how you got into dancing. Of course. So I am from Knoxville, Tennessee. So people would know Knoxville as the um, volunteer state. Uh, it's where Dolly Parton is, uh, Dollywood. That's where I'm from. That's where my mother still lives. My phone number is still 865 represent. Yes. I love I'm it. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there next week. Are you really? Yeah, I'm judging oh, that's a competition. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm born and raised in Georgia, so let's go Southern <laughs> boys. Come on. So Southern. Yeah. So I'm originally from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's where I grew up. And I was very lucky to get and um introduce through dance, through my sister, and also through school. Uh, my sister was dancing at the time, and I just, my mom, unfortunately, she was using it as a daycare, so she <laughs> would kind of like, drop me off and just, like, just do your homework, and I just really just started watching it from there, and I really just loved it. I wasn't allowed to at the time, and then I just snuck in and started dancing. I um, love it. I got lucky that I went to a magnet middle school and high school where dance was offered. Obviously, mm. you know, dance wasn't really cool for guys so i just mm -hmm. like taken as an exploratory dance but i couldn't deny it i love it i love it i still do oh that warms my heart and i honestly can imagine you like getting dropped off to do your homework and then just you know looking through the window being like okay i can definitely I do, do this like i'm i'm meant to do this that's good though that your procrastination like not, not that you procrastinated let me start with that from the top if i were you as a kid i always procrastinate and put off my homework and so how cool of that that this turned into your career like what functional procrastination whereas i don't know <laughs> I, <love laughs> I don't know where i'm going with that point but anyways <laughs> um no that's amazing that's awesome so you started dancing um mostly you said in high school um what was your focus for training was it more did you do um just dance in school did you do any sort of like competition team um i was yeah i was actually doing double duty i was uh, uh dancing at school because it was um it was uh, an option so they were giving us like exploratory dance through ballet tap jazz mm. the focal point was uh west african dance and tap actually amazing. 
So then I was taking that and then I was dancing on the side, not telling anyone where I was. My sister was going. So my sister was already dancing there and I was doing dancing at school and then dancing on the side. So that's where I kind of got the, the the love from both sides. And then through the dance studio, the um, studio owner at the time, Shelly Martin, she was the one who introduced me to the Debbie Allen. She was the one who, who was like, have you heard this lady named Debbie Allen? I was like, no, not really. And um, she explained to me of what, you know, what she, what she does. She has all these schools around the U.S. And she was holding an intensive in Dallas, Fort Worth. And that's where I met Debbie Allen for the first time. Oh, my gosh. How was that? It was kind of scary. You know, <laughs> I can imagine. You're, you're a kid, you know, of course, you think that the first thing you think of, she's a celebrity. You know, how is she going to be? She's nice. And she, what's she going to be like? And she's everything and more. She was very real. She was raw, but she was also just very honest. And that's what you can, you know, you can appreciate when someone just says, hey, this is this is that. This is ABC one, two and three. You're not good yet. Kind of a thing. So, (laughs) you know, it was it was really um, an eye opening experience. The first time I saw a dancer with brown skin have gorgeous lines and feet. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. So it was my it was an eye opening experience. And. I took that experience from Dallas Fort Worth and took it back to Knoxville and realized, yeah, this is what I really want to do. That's so incredible. And did you feel like once you had met her and that, that kind of shock value and that starstruck um, feeling kind of went away, like, okay, like this is a celebrity. And then you felt like she almost could take you under her wing and you felt more comfortable with her. Totally. I mean, she, I've seen her talk to the president. I've seen her talk to Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. She, she is that type of, she's the, um, uh, the woman of many hats. She literally can do everything. Oh yeah. My gosh. She, and talking to her, she, like I said, she was so honest in my, she said, you have a lot of potential, but you're not good yet. So this is what you need. You need the fundamentals in this. You need to stretch more in here. You need to take more ballet. And a lot of people, you know, just anyone listening, um, if you, Take ballet, even if you don't want to be a ballet dancer, it can only just enhance your training. It just, Mm. it it helps you with your lines, your posture, your, your, your poise, all of it. So for me, I I didn't understand at the time of why she was, you know, adamant about taking so much ballet, but it it helped. It's crazy too. I'm someone who my ballet training, um, I had to have it a lot later in college. Like one of my professors in college, like my first day was like, Alex, like you are really behind on ballet, <laughs> on ballet technique and like, and like, and you, you need to, you need to get it together and I'm going to help you. And I was so thankful for that. But then once I realized kind of how it opens so many doors and all the other styles, like it truly is that foundation. But, um, I love how you said she was honest with you. I think that's something that I know Alex and I are both uh, dance educators and we have a lot of studio owners and teachers that tune in and listen. And I think honesty, um, it's tough because as a pop in like once off masterclass type thing, like a lot of times you don't have the opportunity to really dig deep and like, um, really give that honest. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that honest, true feedback. So that's so beautiful that, um, a, she's approachable. Like she has this like celebrity aura to her, but you can still feel comfortable talking with her. And then B that she can also be like, listen, here, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to get together. And, um, that's, that's such a beautiful, I think, aspect of, of a mentor. And I mean, I feel like if Debbie Allen would say jump, I, anyone would be like, jump how high, how would you like me to jump in that jump? <laughs> but anyways, so, so taking what, um, Debbie Allen, 
that advice from her. Where from uh, Tennessee did your career take you next? Yes. Yeah, so when I decided to go to her intensive, she actually got gave me a scholarship to come back the next year. Amazing. And Amazing. that same year, she added another scholarship to her actual uh, academy in Los Angeles, California. And then my mother was like, absolutely not. You're too young. You, you, you can't, you know. How old were you at this point? Just out of curiosity. I was 15. I was 15. 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, so I was going into like, you know, like, was it ninth or 10th grade around that time? And, um, I think wow. it was my ninth grade year. That's what I did. When I got back to ninth grade or I can't remember eighth or ninth, um, I went from a C student to an A student. Let's go. Let's go. See, ballet helps in mysterious ways. How can I get her to really understand and and really like pay attention and like let her know I'm really serious? And that was that was the one that made made her be like, oh wow, he really wants to go. She took a chance. She talked to Debbie Allen herself. She called, and I actually left at 15 and moved to Los Angeles, California, where I trained at the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, and also went to Santa Monica High School where she was my legal guardian and I stayed with her for the first, I think it was the first half, half, almost a year. And then she got me a, like, she got us. There was more than one of us. It was me and two other guys. She got us a place. And it was, I always say it was like the real world before the real world because we, <laughs> oh my God. we lived there, but we were also, you know, um, 16, 17, but we had like a chaperone that would check in on us. But our main focus was to go to school and train. This is surreal. No, she literally, I always make, I always joke around. I was like, no, she really created me from scratch. (laughs) This is, yeah, because I mean, she's enhanced so many artists' lives and kind of taken it to that next level. But oh my gosh, that is like, I I think- I went to Santa Monica High School from like nine to 3.30. I had, she had a driver and they would pick me up and take me to school or to the academy. And I would dance from four to like nine every day, doing all styles, you know, ballet, tap, jazz. And then she would add Dunham, salsa, flamenco, silk, you know, acting, all this kind of, it was incredible at a young age to get that type of exposure and to know that it was possible and that you could do it all, you know, and that's what I appreciate. And when I still, you know, teach the generation under me is that you can do it all and you don't need to be great at it all, but if you're experienced in it, it can only make you better. Absolutely. So it just, it's incredible that she still has the Academy and she still is training Olympians. I call them baby Olympians. Literally baby Olympians. Wow. That's, that is so incredible. And that like Alex said, warms my heart so much to like, I feel like as dance teachers and dance educators, that's that's what you want. You want to see Baby Bird fly the nest one day and like be the biggest resource that you can in every way. So like how incredible. I've always been such a big Debbie Allen fan to begin with, but just hearing your story like times 10 makes me so much um, gives me so much more respect for for her, her program, her school um, and her success in raising incredible dancers like yourself. So that's that's amazing. So from there, I know um, for our listeners, if you can briefly describe the academy, is it just like a um, enrolled program? Is it more of like a drop in situation? Is there a performing company? Can you kind of just describe that a little bit? That's a, a, a great question. So at the academy now they have like the actually the early bird program, which would be <laughs> It's from bird is the metaphor today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, from ages like three to maybe like five or six. And then you would go into the academy. Uh, You would have to audition. Uh, Every academy student takes 
ballet, tap, jazz, and hip hop, and uh, West African uh, dance, but other other things. Um, but they do have a kind of it would be like a, a company where would be the advanced level. They are called um, company. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, and then yeah, I think the oldest student is maybe like twenty one. Amazing. And then I guess, you know, she doesn't turn anyone away, but the training, it's a training program. You can take open classes as well, um, but most of it is is strictly for children that really want to train. That's amazing. I honestly, so I've, I've seen you perform and I, I've followed uh, your career. I'm like a huge fan of your dancing and your movement. And um, thank you. it's, it's, I mean, I think reading on your, your resume, I think I was thinking all of this was happening when you were like 18, 19, 20. Like, I can't believe that it started at such a young age for you, but how amazing um, hearing from your experience too, just that she's kind of providing these opportunities and for she you. Still is. I and mean, still she still is. She um, recently was honored at the Kennedy Center uh, mm. for the Kennedy Honors. And mm-hmm. she took the, that same advanced company, which would be the advanced company at the school. And she took them and they performed, you know, what an experience to perform yeah. for the world to see, but then also at the Kennedy center, you know, seriously, ah. like bucket list item. That was pretty cool. You know? So, and even as a young kid uh, or, or in high school, I was still doing some shows with her. Like I was doing that. So Raven and I was doing, yeah. you know, like, all, you know, uh, everybody hates Chris or, you know, I was still doing working as a as a high schooler, you know, right. and then, you know, of course, as a high schooler and you, uh, as a, a kid, you want to grow. So that's why I moved to New York. And that's where I was able to fortunate enough to dabble into the Broadway. And it was an it was an amazing experience. But I, I felt like I had to do it to know if I could do it without her. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. But she's yeah. definitely like set you up for set oh, you yeah. up for that success. Um, what was it like being a high schooler and being a part of That's a Raven and Everybody Hates Chris and kind of such a fan of That's a Raven out there? (laughs) Yeah. How do you balance that? I mean, it was luckily she, you know, I would uh, get like, of course, a parent, uh, a parent, you know, teacher know or whatever. But it was it was hard because I was so blown away with what my school, what it looked like, because coming from a small town in Knoxville, my graduating class is like what, 150? Mm-hmm. My graduating class in high school was like over a thousand. Oh my God. They said wow. that so fast that I had to hurry up and dance real quick. You know yeah. what I, mean? <laughs> I had to get it out. You know, and my sister, I remember when I went to her graduation, which she graduated in my um, hometown, they said her name. She got to dance. She went walk back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> she had a full runway moment <laughs> there and back. <laughs> so for me, it was hard. I had to admit to really focus and realize what I was, what I was there for. But I, I did know that I didn't want to go back home. Mm-hmm. So there, even when I had moments of being like, cause it was surreal, like to look out of your window in high school and see the beach. That's not normal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like literally see the water. Went to Santa Monica High, which is like right there on the water. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it was hard. But I, of course, had Debian as my legal guardian. So she would come to school and be able to be like, he needs these days off. But then also I would have to come back and, you know, kick the door down with extra, 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 extra work. Right. Make it work. But that's 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 amazing. Again, to have her as a resource to be like, hi, yeah. here's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, she definitely. I've seen her. I've seen her move a light a light post before. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! So, um, 
I know I definitely want to get into more of your Broadway and live theater career, but how was, um, how was that transition for you going from film to stage um, and also going from West coast to East coast? Um, it was a big change. I mean, the biggest thing for, from West coast to East coast is West coast. I always say, um, you know, people who are by the water, a little wishy-washy and people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And people on the East coast, you know, there's no, there's you're near water, but not as, not much so you're by the earth you're more grounded you know so mm-hmm. for me living in new york i still miss new york every single day but mm-hmm. for me it was it was such a learning experience because you know living in la and, and new york i've realized they're the meccas of entertainment you know and you have atlanta but as far as like you know you have the broadway and then you have tv and film so to go from la and tv and film i really wasn't ner- that nervous i kind of was almost had that like michael jordan um, attitude, like I got it, I'm ready, right? And I had to get a you know a big humble pie because it was so many good people. Like people in New York are so good, and I say New York versus LA. New York is 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 more live theater, so it doesn't matter what you look like. If you're fierce, you're gonna you're gonna get the job. Exactly. In LA, it's different. You can fall, you can you can like eat it maybe like eight times, but if you look good, they'll be like work. Hard. <laughs> it's so true. Absolutely. <laughs> But it's, it's just what it is. So I had to really realize that, like, it's not about what you look like. If you have the chops, you're going to get the job. So to see everybody hungry in New York, I had to, like, rise to the occasion. And I was very fortunate to, because I was trained like an Olympian, I was ready, you know, being able to dance with, you know, because for, for most people don't know, it's stamina. If you have stamina, mm-hmm. you finish line. If you don't have stamina, you you know, it's like you just won't make it. You know, and it's like the person who has the endurance is going to is going to make it all day. Plus, be able to remember choreography. And I was know. just about to say physical and mental endurance yeah. is so important. You bring up such a good point, though, that I, I've never really thought about. I, I always say like film and television terrifies me because film is forever. Like, whereas if you're doing 10 shows a week, it's like, well, I didn't do it right that one, but I got nine more shows that, to do it. Right. There's always another chance with film. It's like, hurry up, get it done yesterday. It has to be perfect and go. Um, but I never thought about casting when L.A., much more film commercial, it is look based. And then I'm thinking about East Coast, New York, and I'm like, or in Vegas, it's like <laughs> you hire dancers and then throw them in wigs, you know, crazy right. makeup, crazy costume. It kind of doesn't matter what they look like. But anyways, that was just a really interesting point that I had never thought of. So thanks, Brandon, for bringing that up. Yeah, but the New, York, the New Yorkers, they, they, they come with the heat. Mm-hmm. They, they have a different like bite to them, you know, as as. As as LA dancers, you know, but um, yeah, I had a great time in New York. I still miss New York, and I feel like at some point I'm not, you know, I I have I always say my my um my spot on zero is waiting for me. I love that. I'm ready. I'm ready to have a moment as a principal on Broadway. Absolutely. What was your first audition in New York? Uh, my first audition, I want to say it was probably. I think the one I got, Lion King. Oh, you better one oh, and done. Yeah. Okay, so we have to dive into this because so uh, one of my good friends, she was also my desk mate at um, the show that I used to work at, and so we ch- chatted with each other every single day. And she told me about the Lion King audition and just how it was very so brutal, so brutal. So it's mean. It's I, yeah, I want to hear. Mean. I want to hear about it. I want to hear how many days, all the it's all mean. the choreography. Yeah. Well, first of all, it, and I say that because they make they they treat it like a boot camp. So like it's like literally like there's like um there's like, like five combinations, 
Like, wow. If you make it towards the first one, second one, third one, fourth one, and it's like an all day event. It starts at 10. So sorry. That's okay. It starts at at 10 um, in the morning. And then I think the last, the last callback is at 530. Oh my gosh. That's an all, like you're working, you're all day. And that's a job. That's a shift. For me, being a, being very, very young, I had to learn the ropes of like having several outfits in your bag. Like no yeah. one wants to see you at the end of the day at 530 sweaty. It's unfortunate. Mm. They've seen you all day, but they want to know that you, 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 you care a little bit more to go to the bathroom, clean up, brush your hair, put on a nice shirt. I had to learn all that by just seeing everyone dressed up beside me. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. What's and then, you know, it takes some time and then you end up doing it, you know, but. What shoes do you wear? Do you go between jazz shoes and tennis shoes and bare feet and. That's one of good. each. I'm, 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 I, I go for comfort. Like, so for me, like when someone says, what, what do you want to sing? They say, we want to sing an upbeat song. I didn't I'm even a, think about the singing part. I'm, I'm too. Little, oh, also we're singing. I'm a little, I'm a little like, um against the grain. So if they say they want upbeat, I'm going to sing a, a ballad because I'm going to be shocking. Like, how dare you go against the grain? But the ballad, I'm going to be able to, you know, I'm going to sing like, I don't know. I have nothing. You'd be like, I can't believe he has the audacity. But I would, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I would do something shocking like that. But for, for, for dance, I would go for a shoe. I'm not going to go barefoot because for me, we don't want toes to bleed. We don't know what the, comp- you know what I mean? You don't know. Alex what- will tell you all about toenail problems. <laughs> oh, yeah, but if it's an African combination, you should obviously you want to be authentic to what the movement is, exactly. but I would go for a shoe. I would go for a shoe. For uh, a shoe. Yeah. And you bring up such a good point about going against the grain because I find, <laughs> I find that to be kind of the thing that gets them to notice you a little bit. You're not just, it's not like you're trying too hard to be no. like, I'm going to do something totally different. Yeah, you're not but- sitting on the piano. That's a little too far. <laughs> But, but like you're, of course, <laughs> making them notice you, you know? And for me, like when, when I, like I have my audition song, my song is Stevie Wonder lately. And it always gets mm. me the job only because it grows. And then it's, it's just different. People don't expect you to sing a ballad because when you sing a ballad, you must can sing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, let's go. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, and I also, too, I've been on the other side, but I'm very fortunate to work with Debbie Allen, where I'm also watching people audition mm-hmm. and being on the other side. It's like you have to also realize they don't want to make fun of you. They don't want you to be bad, but they also don't want to keep looking. So if you walk mm-hmm. in and you're like the perfect person, they're going to be like smiley face. Absolutely. Yes. It's not they don't want to sit there all day. You know what I mean? That's that's how you have to memorize. Or so that's how you have to um think about it is that they're looking for you. you mm. know what I mean? So when you come in, it's like, you don't have to look anymore. I'm here. That's how you exactly. have to have attitude. Yeah. Because I had moments where, you know, like certain choreographers, you know, freak me out. You know, they have their candle on the front and you're like, not a candle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seance. Let's go. <laughs> like what's happening, you know, but, and it makes you nervous, but you just have to swallow it and then realize that what's going to make me different. What's going to make me stand out and being able to say your first and last name out loud is this, this so powerful. And it sounds very cliche and it sounds very like look in the mirror and say, I love yourself. But it's that it's that serious in the point where if you can say your first and last name out loud and project it, then people go, okay, well, that's what your name is. (laughs) You know, it makes people believe in you. If you believe in you, people will, you know. Well, that's one of the best notes I ever got was to not say your name like a question. 
Yeah. Um, but you go up, you go, Alex Yankovic? And it's like. Oh, you're swallowing it. You're like, you know, Kim, it's like back there, you know? That's what I do when I don't know someone's name. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, Kim. <laughs> but, not, but not when you're introducing yourself, no. And it's like, I, I know we've all had the drama of self-tapes, especially over the pandemic, and slating yourself. And it's crazy because it is a skill and it takes practice. And it's, it's something that you have to get comfortable doing. We train our entire careers to move our body and make these abstract, crazy shapes. And like you said, be Olympians. But can you say your name? <laughs> like, how crazy is that? It's simple. It's so simple. And it's the simple things that you would be like, you'd be surprised that create the foundation to get you where you need to go. Like saying mm -hmm. your name. Simple. Another thing I remind myself of, too, is um, not only, like you said, are they rooting for you when when you go into an into an audition room, but they're also like, are you a good person? Cause I'm going to be working with you for the next six to 12 months and nine times out of 10, that is more important than the talent to book the job. If you're a diva, if you're a brat there and they can see it and they know, I mean, it's, it's, it's apparent they're not going to hire you. Right. And so it's having that, that authenticity that you were talking about being like going against the grain, being bold, being yourself, and just being okay with that and loving it. And, and, you know, knowing what you have to offer is beautiful and respectful. And anyways, sorry, I got off of my Ted talk there, but just agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. The Lion King audition and many other auditions, they're, they're hard, but that one, um, you know, specifically is, is they're just trying to see, like, they're trying to see if you're, if you're, if you can do it, you know, cause then when you get this show, you're not doing any of it in the show. <laughs> any of it You're like where's all that hard stuff <laughs> they just want to know they just you know it's like a, it's it's they want the best they know? want the best and they want longevity yeah because they, they really don't want to replace people at one right after mm. another yeah. so what yeah. was it like like your first the rehearsal process and also like the first your opening night and all of that yeah your first time on broadway <laughs> yeah i mean I, you would think that it would i, I mean like you would think that it would take like months of rehearsal, but here's the shocker. It's two weeks. Hi, hello. You get two weeks, the maximum three, to get into a Broadway show. Yikes. We having done, you know, more than one, it's two weeks. It's unfortunate, but that's, they literally teach you the entire show without anyone there. They give you your numbers, they give you your book, and it's your responsibility to learn your notes, your <laughs> all the way up the scale, whatever your part is, and then go in there and hit it. And then they have a put in, which is slang for the show. Um, and then the cast comes in before that night show to do it with you. That's the only time you get to be around bodies. They don't have to be in costume. Sometimes they do for you, but not all the time. And I think you're you have to be in costume if they actually physically touch you. But sometimes people in their normal clothes and you're in your whole entire wardrobe doing the entire show before you actually do it that night. And then depending on people's energy, some people root for you, and then some people are like this. Why am I here? Like <laughs> They don't give a they don't give a peep about you. They're like, ah, hurt. You know what I mean? Well, that's why they teach you 15 combos in the audition. So when you learn the actual show, you're like, this is this is easy. Yeah. This is nothing. <laughs> you literally do it with everybody that one time, and then that night everyone's fully in costume, and then that's your opening night. Which I I have to say because it's it's a similar structure for um, for most of the shows I've done here in Vegas, and anyone that's listening 
shout out to the people that take the put-ins for other people seriously because that was you at one point and you remember how you felt love like just making eye contact like it's simple things like passing by and smiling or passing by and nodding to not make eye contact is so mean you know you saw me you saw me (laughs) i can imagine like Everyone also just not singing and like you're the new person like singing by yourself like like that <laughs> belting. would be yeah like belting. <laughs> this is a great story. My opening night, uh, there's a guy I will not name drop him, but he, did it. he tried to ruin my opening night, and he it was like I was in the front row to go out, and he said go. <gasps> And I went out and it was not time to go out. Oh, no. I was no. out there by myself. I looked back. He was dying laughing. But what he did not know was he didn't meet me. So I did a full solo, did full lines, turn, 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 bop, 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 bop. And then like, did like a chene off. And then everyone was like, word. And then of course <laughs> I got in trouble. I got notes. But I was like, you will not do me. No, sir. (laughs) I will not walk out there and look like a deer in headlights. If I'm out there, I'm going to do something. But yeah, and and I say that as an example, as people sometimes don't care. You know, everyone's in the show is, you know, we're here, but sometimes they're not going to be your best friend. So you have to also take your job seriously, but realize that sometimes people are not out there for your best interest. My opening night, go. And I was like, I was out there too, like. To quote, that's so Raven, you nasty. (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. mean. And it's it's exhausting being the bigger person all the time, too. And you just have to, like, not even give them a hard time about it. You're just like, okay, it was what it was. Like, vibrate higher. Yeah. Yeah. You let it go. Oh, my goodness. I miss miss Broadway in the aspect of doing, like you said, like doing different shows um, every single night and it being just Mm -hmm. live, you know, but it is very hard on your body you know and also what people don't realize is that you're performing in all types of weather so like when it's snow outside you're still performing (sighs) you know so you have to get there a little earlier to warm up you know because you're just you just walked in like knee deep snow and your leg is frozen and now you have to like unthought to do the show (laughs) (laughs) from people all over the world who got their tickets like months ago they're ready to see you hit it you know so i miss that aspect of the just the Mm -hmm. energy you know and not and I and I'm very fortunate to say most of the shows I've done, there's been some, you know, some duds, of course, everywhere at every job. Yeah. But you know, for the most part, we really, really enjoyed each other. So when we were on stage, it was such an amazing experience to be around talented people who who not only get it, but you now you know each other's injuries. Mm-hmm. You know people are, you know, you know what people need to get them through the show. You know, when they got a breakup, you know, you just nudge them like, come on now, you know. So Yeah, the support. That that support and the camaraderie of it all every single day, you know, it's nice. But also, you know, living in L.A. and doing what I do now, it keeps it exciting because I'm going from different. You know, different. Yeah, I was just saying that you you read my mind. So I was going to say, OK, so after um, your amazing and a very eventful sounding Broadway <laughs> career, um, <laughs> fill us in the gaps between there and where we are now back in L.A. L.A. is home, correct? Yes, LA is home. Fabulous. So I um, decided to, you know, leave the show just because I had done Broadway for about seven, almost eight years. Wow. It was was little things like, like when people say, what is it? You know, because my mom was like, don't you dare leave. (laughs) Dare leave. And I was just like, mom, I just, I'm missing my creativity. And the only things I, I really missed was like having dinner at dinner time. I know that sounds Okay. The little things. I totally understand. 
so silly, but like literally having like, you know, well, let's meet for dinner and like, let's go, let's have, let's go up, let's have dinner and then let's go into drinks. And let's yes. Or how dare like a holiday, you know, I, I throw that one out there. <laughs> Seriously, I could never do that. And then even on the weekends, you know, or an off day, you're so tired that people go, well, what are you doing your off day? You like literally self-care. <laughs> Sleep. <Laundry. laughs> Uh, maybe a massage and just like really just lay flat, you know, so <laughs> it was it was for me just like I really needed a change. You know, I really wish I would have like looking back, I wish I would have stayed in New York and not done Broadway. But I was mm. just so hungry about L.A. I was like, mm. I got to get there, you know, and then coming to L.A., it was you know, a rough patch like always. But you just have to realize what you what should Yeah. What's your brand? Like, you know, so mm. we got to L.A. and I was like, what's going to be my thing? And I'm like, OK, when they need a technical guy, I'm always going to be the one they're looking for. Let's go. Yeah, you have the, the quadruple pirouettes. And thing. the feet, y'all. We will definitely oh, be yeah. posting some of his technical <laughs> photos because the feet, the lines, the legs, the everything. Unreal. Unreal. I've been working. I've been working. So, um, no, I moved back to L.A. and I've, I've, I've turned into what I've spoke for myself like like when people are looking for that guy i'm so grateful that they they call for me now you know so it feels good but it also was just taking classes also and being a part of um social media being a part of life letting people know that you're here like i used to post like pictures at me in Runyon canyon and i would always be leaping and people would be like do you really just leap i'm like no that's how i do Runyon. yeah let's go <laughs> You know, and it's just to let people know, like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's how, because a lot of people are like, don't you live in New York or are you going back to New York? No, I'm in LA now. I live here. Mm-hmm. So it would always be like, people always assume that I didn't live there. And it was like, no, I'm here. Hire me. And then just finally, it just taking one choreographer to take a chance on you. And then when yeah. it, once one person wants you, then they all want you. But yeah. I have yeah. to say, Brandon, I don't think I don't think it's anything that's super private. I won't drop the names or anything, um, but we can always <laughs> cut, cut it out if we have to. But uh, so recently, I know for what you're working on now, um, you were uh, the dancer in the self tape submission, like the directions that we got, and oh um, and it was like, yes. "Hi guys, my name is Brandon O'Neill, and here I'm, I'm doing the choreography from the top." And I literally, I was watching it on my phone first, and I literally. I sat back. I was like, because you did it full out from the top. I was like, oh, that's okay. So that's this it. Is, Here we go. What, this is what we're okay. So they've set this is where the standard, standard is. Got it. And like the first thing was like a pirouette into an axle into like a split, like switch leap. And I was like, die. I was like, okay. and it all happens in two counts. Exactly. <laughs> My phone blew up that day. Yeah, I'm I sure. Knew, I knew I was going to be the example because we, uh, she, she, the choreographer at the time, she picked a couple of us to do it. I wasn't the only one, uh-huh. but I, I didn't know I was the only person that she sent out. I thought she sent at least the girl version. I was like, so everybody was like, really, really? And I was like, I mean, that's what she wanted. She wanted something that people would not necessarily have fun to do, but she wanted to see if you could do it. You know, exactly. I, people were like, you made it up. I was like, I did not make it up. <laughs> then people get mad at you. They're like, how dare you throw that? <laughs> how dare you? And I think as a, as a female dancer, I am always looking at the guys and I, I know female dancers who, who can like step up with all the male dancers for oh, sure. Oh yeah, me too. I love but- when, when mm. girls come to guys auditions I'm like, yeah that's kind of like where i yeah. love i love i love technique and all that so i was like yes let's go this is yeah. if we're setting the standard lot. like let's live up to it it's amazing yeah, and sometimes you have to realize that 
you know, like the standard of, of like my guardian angel, Debbie Allen, like if you go look back at her tapes, like who can do that now? So that's what we have yeah. to do. Right. You want to raise the bar, you know, like, I mean, finger tutting is a thing. Mm-hmm. You cannot like it, but it's a thing. So mm-hmm. why not go on YouTube and learn about it? Like whether it be Fosse, whether it be anything. So like, if you want to do something, just do it and try to be good at it and or <laughs> go to the next level, you know? So Agreed. I'm, I'm happy that, yeah, that, that specific choreographer, she, she wanted to pull the, she wanted to pull the plug and see what people could do. Yeah. It was smart. <laughs> so um, I know, uh, like Alex said, you're working on a very exciting project, which we can't wait to eventually see. But what's next? What's what's in the next few months, few years? Where is Brandon O'Neill? Where is that brand going to be? Oh, that's a good one. So the first thing that I thought of is I have such a um, like a brotherly love and ad- admiration. And, and I'm so inspired by Leslie Odom Jr. And I feel mm-hmm. My trajectory is, you know, I'm, and now people go like, I want to do, no, I don't want to do what he's doing. I want to do my version of what that is for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so inspired that, you know, what is it, five years ago, he was just on Broadway or was it five to six, seven, maybe that's not a long time. He was on Broadway. He won a Tony. And then now this past year, he was nominated for an Oscar, two Oscars in one night. One was for acting and one was for original song. So for me, I feel like, I am not scared of the impossible. And I'm also, I'm, I go for it. Like I actually want to want to do the things that, you know, that I don't think I can do, you know? So there's, I feel like there is room for me to be an EGOT. No, why not be a Tony award winner? Why not be an Emmy award winner? Why not have a Grammy and why not have an Oscar? So therefore I have to get to work. You inspire me so much because I find as mm-hmm. dancers, a lot of times what, when we, you grow up dancing, everybody's just puts you in that lane and you have to just be a dancer. And if you branch out into anything else, people judge you, which is so silly because our training is be good at everything, mm-hmm. like be a singer, do, learn all of these styles, learn how to be personable. So it's like, but then we pigeonhole ourselves into these into these one lanes when we are capable and we now have like the mental capacity and the stamina, uh, both physically and mentally to like learn these other things. So I have no doubt that you will accomplish all of that. All we have to do is just say that we want to do it and then get to work. I always always tell myself sometimes like, you know, and and I think we all do it as everyone in, in, um, as a whole is that you were waiting for something to come. And sometimes I've realized as I'm getting older is that sometimes you have to create it for yourself because I always say like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm going to be Alvin Ailey in the biopic. And then I realize it's already coming out. I'm like, well, dang, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, we all relate to that. so like for me, I, I, I say that, you know, I'm going to be the star or the lead of a show that hasn't even been created yet. Yes. And it's going to be, you know, Lee Daniels new, new project or it's going to be ryan murphy's new project or if it's going to be you know you know barry's new project debbie allen i'm just i know for a fact i have that much faith that whatever i'm going to do it's going to be something that hasn't been done yet i just don't know what it is yet Ooh, chills chills i love that well and brandon i know all of our listeners uh myself and alex 
fully believe in you, fully have faith in that vision, and we can't wait to see it come into fruition. So, yay. Um, we can't thank you enough also just for your time today, for your um, your story, your inspiration. I know I'm like jazzed up and going to go watch a video on finger tutting now. Yeah, while I'm like stretching my feet in the corner and also singing at the same time. But um, for our listeners, if they want to follow you, if they want to check out these beautiful Runyon Canyon leap picks, uh, where can they do that? What's the best way to keep up with you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, IG as they call it, at I am Brandon O'Neill. That is I A M B R A N D O N O N E A L. Let's go. I love that. Brandon, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our dance filled hearts. We appreciate you so much. Um, thank you for your time today. And we wish you the best. We can't wait to see uh, where this brand and where this, this brand and this Brandon will Come be. On. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. Thank you for just even caring enough to have this conversation. Thank Absolutely. you for putting on the cover. The cover looks incredible to actually be able to not only see it and have it in my hand, I know I'm going to cry. And to not also even further to be a teacher and faculty um, teacher at the Debbie Allen Dance Academy to see the students are going to see those copies yes, in the lobby. Yes. It's going to be, it makes me, it, it makes me feel like magic. I'm so, I'm so happy. So thank you for that opportunity. You're a role model and an inspiration and it's only going to keep growing from here. So we cannot thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Stay well. And we hopefully can cross paths again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you.